what's up, everybody? It's the ID84 Show live here from quarantine week <laughs> 6,543. We have been in quarantine since JFK's been president, which has been a very long time, considering he was president in the 60s. Um, as always, below me is Adam DeMallet. Yeah. And uh, to my right is the one and only Ryan Glover. What's going on, guys? country can do for you but what your country <laughs> yeah hair loss solutions as you found out from our last episode is something that you could do so there you go um so we're gonna get right into it a guest is waiting on deck uh would you like to introduce her professional slut sexy milf housewife who loves the full range of sexes life has to offer from being covered with coming in game bang to thoroughly pleasing other women aria cade Aria, thank you for joining hey. the ID eighty four show tonight. Sorry we had you right. waiting a little bit. Uh, we were it's getting right. packed up, but uh, we appreciate it. And thank you for joining us tonight. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. Where are you uh, joining us from? So I'm currently in Las Vegas right now, okay. shooting and doing what I do best. But I'm from New Jersey, born and raised. New Jersey girl. Uh, Jer- Jersey girl. Did you spend time on yeah. the Jersey Shore as you grew up? So everyone always asks the question, what exit, Jersey Shore, like fist pump yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm from the part of New Jersey that has farm country in the suburbs. And the reason why we're called the Garden State is where I'm from. Okay. So <laughs> I was very surprised. Uh, we, we used to drive to Florida when I was a kid all the time. And you drive to Jersey and you get to the northern Jersey pot. It's very industrial, very, you know, you get that smell that's up there, you know, that everyone talks about. But when you get to like, you know, about a half hour into it, after you get about halfway through, it's like yeah. it's like forest and green, and, and there's like and it's like oh, all right, this is why they call it's it. It's the real New Jersey. It's the real we New have Jersey. hiking, we have lakes. You know, you never know. <laughs> did you go? Did you go to the shore at all when you were a kid, or was that? I did. Yeah. Growing up, it depends who you're going with, right? You're going with mom and dad. You're going to go to the quiet beaches, yep. and then when you're going with your friends, you're going to go to Belmar. Got to go to DJs or Point Pleasant at Jenks. So it. Yeah. It was depending, you know, how short is the out, you know, skirt I'm wearing, or what does my bikini look like? Am I with mom and dad, or am I with my friends? You know. The only time I've ever been to the Jersey Shore was last summer for the first time. I went to, uh, well, I went to Atlantic City, which I guess is technically the shore, but it's not like okay. you know those spots. And uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was very interesting. It's because you hear stories and you have this idea in your mind that you develop. I'm from, we're, we're all from, well, me and Adam are from Boston, so we. You hear the Jersey Shore. You watch, we all watch Jersey Shore. We get some kind of like an idea. Of course. Like, right? And none of them are from New Jersey. None of them, right? No, Isn't right. it funny how that works? It's like, by the way. I mean, Polly D's from and fucking And I'm a diehard Providence. Patriots fan, by the way. Just so you know. Oh, Jersey girl calling out Patriots. I bet, I, I bet you. I know. Well, Bill Belichick was an All-American lacrosse player, and I was a D1 lacrosse player. So that's why. That's a that's so. a fact right there. That you're, that's yeah, a, there's your fun fact of yeah, the day not from Aria Cade. Not a lot of people know that, in fact, actually. So you're a New Jersey girl who's a Pats fan. Which is very ironic because the, the team that plays in New Jersey beat the Patriots twice in the Super Bowl. I know. Well, I say that I was so drunk for those Super Bowls that yeah. I don't remember the score, so it didn't count. I, I was at the second one in Indianapolis, and I got to tell you. Oh, really? Very I, cool. I was very drunk, and I still remember the score. Yeah, no, I, I was too drunk. I blocked it out of my memory. It doesn't yeah. count. You know, the, my husband's a Giants fan, so it oh. cuts a little bit deeper, too. So, you know. So so you can tell your husband, this is a fun fact. When I, so I was at that Super Bowl in uh, Indy. It was uh, 2012. Um, obviously, the Giants won. And it was a very small population of Patriots fans out there at the time. So we had gone, we had left a little bit early. Me and my buddies went to the strip club. 
And while we were in the strip club, the one strip club in town, we, we came across no other than 50 Cent, Die Hard Giants oh, fan. That's so funny. He bought us a round of drinks out of sympathy because we were sitting there with our Tom Brady jerseys and they're crying in our, like in our cocktails. And he, the, the bartender, oh, the, no. the waitress comes over and she's like, he has a couple of drinks. We're like, oh, and they go, it's from that guy over there. And 50 Cent, I'm going to tell you, he was like maybe 5'1". He's a short guy. Big guy. Yeah, no, he is. He's just like that. Yeah. He's wide. Had his <laughs> had his posse around him, and he was sporting like a like a, a Giants jersey and stuff like. That. He just looks at us and smiles, and I was like, "What can I say?" Can't, You're can't, like, eh, "It's fifty cent. We'll right? let this. Slide, I'm gonna let this asshole. slide." Exactly. <laughs> so you're in Vegas right now. Um, how long have you uh, been in the industry for? So it's kind of a long-winded story, but in the shorter version of it, my husband one day goes, you know what? You should do porn. You're a greedy slut. Go make money doing what you love. And oh, I was wow. like, oh, yes. <laughs> That's actually Yay. A great husband. Yeah, Amazing. exactly. So while he was posting my pictures on a site and our videos without telling me at first in the beginning of our relationship, oh, wow. I, was, I was so scared and afraid. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And then we had 10,000 followers and I'm like, oh, okay, like, cool. Maybe let's try this out, especially because I was a no one. Yeah. So I was going to jump into it and we had two kids back to back unexpectedly. Whoa. Wow. Yep. Yep. A little girl, a little boy, yep. two under four in our house. Oh, wow. Yep. And a 90 pound dog on top of it named Brady. Oh. And <laughs> so about a year and a half ago, almost two years now, uh, Richard Mann reached out to me like, hey, you should really get into the industry. I'd love to shoot with you. And I was like, okay, let's do this. So two years ago, Richard Mann and then Rome Major were my first two scenes. So your husband, so you, obviously this is like the opposite of what usually we talk to. There's um, a lot of ground to cover on this one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, so you, usually girls get into it, then they meet someone and they're yeah. familiar with the industry and they're cool with it. This is the opposite. You were just with your husband and he was like, let's, Let's have a career change. You know, it's yeah. Well, it's funny because a lot of people don't understand our, the dynamic of our relationship because we're actually monogamous outside of porn. Like we weren't swingers that got into it. Mm -hmm. I only hook up with people on set and on camera. But he was a lot more, let's say, sexually deviant okay. than I was. When I met him, my number was higher than his. And I would just be like, all right, you know, I love giving blowjobs. That's great. You know, what else can I do here? Meanwhile, he was more into like the kink side. Okay. So he had covered a lot of background. So at the beginning of our relationship, we were mostly doing like impact play and BDSM stuff. And then, of course, everyone saw like, oh, you know, you're married. You have a husband. But it turned into the we want the horny housewife, you know, kind of a thing. And half the time, my husband's the one for recording it or oh, wow. doing all the editing. So I'm like shit talking to my husband, like, oh yeah, you're so much better than my husband. And he's holding the camera, like trying not to laugh because I'm just talking shit at the camera and everything. So just to rewind for a second. So this started when he started putting pictures online without you knowing yeah. that if you weren't so into that sounds extremely illegal. Yeah. So, <laughs> so technically, yeah. Technically, he owned the pictures, if you will, because I was sending them to him. Oh, okay. And I knowingly gave him consent to record us and everything. And then he was posting it on FetLife, which if anyone isn't familiar with FetLife, I pretty much call it the fetish 
or kink Facebook. It's a safe space where you can talk to your friend or talk to people even that you may not know in person okay. about okay. interests you have that maybe you couldn't just talk to your friends in the bar like, hey guys, have yeah. you ever tried this and that? And they're like, dude, what the, what the fuck is wrong Facebook, with you? Yeah. Really like, weird okay, shit. let me log on to FetLife and talk to people that understand me. And it's so it was like a safe space. And he said he was he was so excited that he landed a 10 that he had to show it off. Okay. So I was like, okay, you know, so all of a sudden we had a bunch of people asking us like, okay, where else can we find you? And I'm like, what do you mean? Where else can you find us? Like we're in Jersey, just recording whatever happens that night, you know? So it was, it kind of was our jumping off point. Is he now in the industry too? Now he has a uh, nine to five corporate button down shirt job. So if he decided, if he said to you, hey, listen, I want to get into the industry, would you be cool with that? Or would that be something like that? Oh, I'm the best hype man you'll ever find. I'm like the best wing woman. I will be cheering him on. Yeah. You know, I'll be, he sends me text messages all the time and he will say, oh, are you being a good little slut? How many loads did you take? Like all this stuff. I'll be sending them 10 times better to him. Like, oh, how, how hot was she? You know, so can't even imagine that. That's a, yeah. a, I mean, good for we'll you. the whole way. <laughs> At least you guys are on the same page, though, because it would be very <laughs> awkward if you weren't. You know what I mean? Fascinating, actually. Yeah, so it's hard because a lot of his friends don't understand, right? They're yeah, like, well, oh, yeah. well, your wife is out like, banging all these guys. What's your problem? Yeah. Does that mean that you can bang whoever you want? Da, da, da. And it's that's not our dynamic. And he had, now that I'm in the industry, we realize we're getting tested all the time. And, mm-hmm how important it is to know your status and who you're with because a lot of times swinger clubs they're using condoms or it's like a gray area yeah so if he ever wants to play or get into a scene with another girl we've agreed that it has to be someone in the industry so that we know we're not messing around you know makes sense because i mean it's your career at the end of the day right so you have to make sure yeah well my career not only that you know it's my health and if my health deteriorated i've got two little kids and then and then what you know yeah no that makes do you all do you all worry about like someday like your kids like when they grow up it's like hey there's mom yeah, <laughs> like, like when yeah. all kids look at porn and one yeah. day like, is this something you're oh, gonna God. tell them or is it something like you got to find out on their own how, how would you approach okay, that okay so another another fun fact that. about me is that i used to be a sex ed teacher for high school students oh, God. <laughs> that's awesome so picture picture this yeah. teaching sex ed to how you many, and a phys ed teacher, you know. Oh, wow. How many kids, so, are you, how many former students are just like on Pornhub right now? Just hopefully they're their buying it. Hopefully they're paying for their <laughs> porn. Okay, oh, do it God. the right way and support me properly. Oh, of course. Right? Um, but we, we, we would we would sit them down and we would do more of like a sex positive parenting style. In that, mommy and daddy got together. We were married. Yeah. We set boundaries. Yes means yes, no means no. And also it's really important for them to know that, you know, I'm 31, so it wasn't my first sexual experience. I wasn't just jumping into this for the wrong reasons or because I wanted that crazy fantasy sex to be my first time. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really important that they can explore their own bodies, understand I mean, there were countless amount of times that I would have the anatomy test in sex ed and half the time you guys and girls couldn't even name their own parts, let alone someone else. 
So it's really important. Yep. <laughs> yep. They get it. How? Yeah, yeah, that whole, yeah, that that whole where is the clip thing starts really, you know, wow. starts at ground one. Um, so I think that letting them know that they have to know their own bodies, mm. their likes, their dislikes, and be in a safe space, you know, and I, obviously consent is always a big thing, but more yeah. that they're okay with where they are sexually too like that they're confident where they are that obviously there's going to be exploration no matter who you're with but as long as they're not going in like oh i'm i'm unsure about this or i still don't know if i like this this and this you know yeah yeah i guess i can't make fun of people who don't know their parts because i remember the first time i walked into a sex ed class i saw the fallopian tubes and the uterus drawn on the board i thought it was a cattle head yeah, of course. Like, yeah. That's, everyone is. Everyone's like, what is that? How is that? Supposed- so, like, how does that get in there? I'm I'm confused. I have to ask you, when yeah. I was in health class in eighth grade, we did a diorama, I guess you could say, of the female anatomy. And we used a, mm-hmm. uh, a, a toilet paper roll. Yeah. And then a pear went on top of the toilet paper roll. And then we stuck two straws in the pear. And then we glued um, two almonds to the top of the straws to show the woman's uh, reproductive uh, system. Yeah. Is is that something you've exp- uh, you know shared with your students when you were teaching, or something so similar to that? I haven't. Um, I was. It's hard because curriculum doesn't really come from me. It comes from the school district. Okay. So a lot of times I have to teach what they're giving me. But we had this box, the, a fun thing that you can ask any question and put it in the box because a lot of times kids won't raise their hands and ask something because it's not cool that they don't know about this when some boys are, you know, in the stairwell getting a blowjob. So, you know, <laughs> I, I wish I was that so I, Yeah, right. <laughs> so I like had that. So some of the questions I would get, I have to remember like, okay, a kid could be seriously asking a question or, you know, half the time they're trying to pull one over on me, you know, mm-hmm. like, Oh yeah, my girlfriend. When I'm about to come, she and I come all over her face because it's really good for her skin. And it's like, oh. Oh, I've heard that it's one. It's like, before. all right, now I have to stand up there with a straight face, say, "Oh, we have a question today. Read that question and then answer it." You yeah. Know, without being like, okay. When when I was in ninth grade, we had uh, two lesbians come in to talk to us in health class, and uh, as a ninth grader, you're 14 years old. You kind of think yeah. you, you think you know what you know, but you don't know what you know, kind of thing. Yeah. So we had the same box, right? We put questions into the box. So I wrote in a question, of course, how do lesbians have sex? Because I, for the life of me, because you grew up, you, you yeah. at, this, at this point, you know penetration, right? You get the idea. Yeah. So for me, I, I just couldn't wrap my mind around the whole process. So, yeah. of course, what happens? The first question that's pulled is my question. And I'm sitting there, and I'm trying to, like, I'm biting my lip because I know this is my like, question. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. And, yeah, and I'm like, does anyone else know? And I'm looking around. I'm like, if people, and I look around, people are like, very inquisitive. And the, the poor girl, the, the girls were red as a tomato because they, I don't think they knew how to explain to a bunch of 14-year-old boys. Of course. It's like, how, okay, well, here, let's show yeah. with our fingers. Like, let's hold hands and show. <laughs> yeah. They were very, I would say, uh, informative. If you, they were very descriptive. They uh, they talked about um, toys. They talked about yeah. digits. They talked about uh, mouth stuff. And uh, at first I was like, this is fun. But I was like, huh. But then as you grow up, you you get older and you're like, well, that was a stupid question because I'm like, but but I I but at 14 and 19, what year was it? Oh like, yeah, you know, and half the time you think of like sex is sex. Yeah, like you're saying penetration. You're not thinking like a blowjob is a blowjob. Exactly. Like this is this. You know, you're not thinking about all of those things being technically considered 
sex, you're like, oh, I just know exactly. that this goes in here and woohoo. Well, and it was stuff it, happens. Exactly. It was 1999. The internet, porn on the internet would just started at this point. So we were just kind yeah. of getting the, you know, the top rim. And then we had a president who said that he did not have sexual relations with a woman and he got a blowjob. So I was really confused at this point. So you're like, I really, like, I just don't know. And meanwhile, you're on AIM going ASL, ASL to exactly. all the ladies, right? Yeah. And then, yeah, <laughs> ASL slash P, because some of us had a same, digital picture. So, yeah. Saying my, uh, my age there. That's you right. Know, my, uh, was, I was there. Trust me. We probably talked because I was I was, I was was bouncing around the GeoCities. Remember GeoCities or Yahoo Chat? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. So Like the MySpace, you always had to follow the cool bands and have, like, the cool music on your profile. Like, your top eight. Why top yeah. eight, right? That seems a weird number. Why not a top ten? I have top eight always seems Tom's awesome. always in your top eight, whether like, you like Tom. it or not. He always like winds up in there. And he can't I'm delete. I'm glad you, you realize ASL recognize that ASL also means age, sex, location. Because nowadays yeah. nobody knows that anymore. No. And I tried to get into a conversation with people yeah. who said ASL, and I said, "Oh, age, sex, location," and they're like, "No, American Sign Language Association." And, and you're I was like, like, "Oh, now oh. I'm an asshole <laughs> talking about lesbians. There's lesbian in sign language." Like, Yo, way off. <laughs> American, oh god i can't imagine i mean that was two decades ago i mean i remember coming home on like a friday night we'd go to the mall right and you'd have like a 10 o'clock clock curfew yeah you get home at 10 o'clock and all your buddies everyone just go online right so you're online now you're all in chat rooms and you're like let's go to the uh yahoo boston chat room and you'll see oh what we can god, find yeah. you know nope. and we'd be there till uh two three in the morning on dial up uh, internet before we got the old uh you know broadband or whatever the hell it was called back then yeah and well, yelled that because someone needed the phone right <laughs> yeah. I, I remember like three o'clock in the morning once i was my room was in the basement i remember my father opening the bedroom door because when they when i was online the the light would flash on the phone to show oh, that someone no. was online yeah, and yeah, so yeah. he picked up the phone and he heard ding, boom, boom, all that noise right yeah. there i remember him just picking up the phone i lose my connection i go what the fuck just happened no one's up i hear yeah howdy are you on the fucking internet right now? It's three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, uh, doing something for school. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when you couldn't get back into the room because if you got kicked yes. out and the room might be full. And then you had to go yeah. to another room? Yes. And then you're, no, you're, you're yeah. voted off the island. So it's what like, I, damn it, you're in Boston chat 28. I just got thrown in 32. So what I used to do, I used to put it out there real quick, right? I used to be like, hey, listen, I'm, you know, I used to just, I used to, no one asked me. I just gave my age, sex, location, right? I'd do that. And then I'd be like, hey, my AIM name is so-and-so. But I'm also on ICQ and Yahoo Check, and I have them all open over my screen right now. So oh, if you want to contact operator. me. Because you have to make sure you cover all avenues. Because some people, because you meet someone to be like, oh, I don't have AOL. I have ICQ. I'm like, oh, okay. So yeah. you want to make sure. And I kept my screen names very uh, relatable. So all you had to do was remember one. I, I was a. A pioneer at my time for marketing because you just make sure everything's the same that way you never yeah, confuse, right? Like, yeah. And nowadays, I, it's, could you even imagine trying to explain to a high school kid that situation? They like, don't even understand that the hashtag is a pound. <laughs> That's true. No, they don't. You've they seen don't. all of, like the talk shows where they hand a kid like a map, a phone book, and then a rotary <laughs> phone, and they're like, call. You know, this car dealer yeah. and then ask them for their address and circle it on the map. And they're like, and then you have to fold the map back up and they're like, I'm confused. so they keep just like going it. They think it's all around and they just keep yeah. doing it the wrong way. And they're like, okay, is it under A or B? <laughs> Meanwhile, it says like cars, like home improvement, yeah. flooring, you know, they're not like looking at any of that. So. I mean, you get the yellow pages. I mean, that's anything of a past. Who the fuck knows yeah. what a phone book is these days? 
Right? So, just use the Google. Yeah, exactly. I got, I got a question. So what what is your favorite kind of scene to do? Ooh. If I could die doing one thing, it would be blowjobs. Oh, there you go. Don't give me anything else. Yeah. Just give me blowjobs. I love, love, that? love it. Why, Which, why that? Yeah. I think it's probably my dom side coming out, but I love pleasing and love knowing that I'm the one doing that. Yeah. Okay. And it's then like my athlete competitive side kind of comes out and I'm like, yeah, no one's going to do it better than me. Like the next girl that, you know, tries to suck your deck, you're going to be like, oh, can you do the Aria Cade? Because that I was really some Jersey. I just yeah. heard when you just said no one's going to do it. Yeah. The way you just said that, I was like, this Jersey right there. Yeah, I was watching Forget about it, right all right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense because I always wonder that. I'm like, what? What? Because like several girls we've asked have said the same exact thing. And it's like, but why? It's it's How is it? How does that pleasure you? I, guess, like, right? Every time, if you look at any of my videos, if I'm moaning while I'm giving a blowjob, yeah. it, it's not fake. It's me loving it. I can honestly get off. And I, I just love like seeing the twitch, seeing, I'm sure same thing when you're doing anything with the, someone too, that you're like, oh, you could see her squirm or her toes oh. curl. And you're All like, right. oh yeah. yeah, like that's the spot I'm hitting that. Yes, that makes and sense think about it, yeah. not a, not every girl gives blowjobs and not all girls that do give blowjobs give them well. Mm. So it's kind of nice to be like, this is actually something that maybe a lot of people aren't getting or getting well. So it's like, I'm sit back, relax and enjoy the ride. Let me, let me do my thing. You know, I feel like the worst is going down on a girl and she doesn't go down on me. I feel like that's, that's mean. I'm like, I'm like the opposite. (laughs) I'd be perfectly happy. I joked, you know, my husband and I, we met on Tinder and okay. we joke that we both married each other for each other's mouths. He's got the mouth of a lesbian and I give really good blowjobs. <laughs> That's, That's pretty funny. <laughs> so I was never one to allow anyone to go down on me. I was just like, Shh, sit down, shut up. Let me do my thing. Yeah. You know, um, and he was all about it. So it was kind of the first time that I was experiencing like the opposite. You know that you got sir you know talking about like okay i'm going down and you're like where's my blowjob oh i don't i don't do that like, like oh yeah, yeah no, <laughs> seriously it's uh it's a it's a knot i guess you could say right i mean because yeah oh i love it because I mean, there's like a million and everyone's like oh well you know do you always give the same way no because it's the same thing if you have a different partner you mm. see you know doing one thing or another makes them really you know tick if you will so you can really shake it up and i have a super wet mouth so it's always well, Super sloppy. That's the key right there. This is lubrication. Uh, speaking of your wet mouth, uh, you have a, a very <laughs> video. Uh, it's like a, a little bit of race play, and you you say the n word in this video, like you know, um, like you know. Ryan saved uh, it. He's like, that's my that's my video about it. Didn't. <laughs> yeah. So that's a really touchy subject, especially with everything and a lot of people aren't liking it being fetishized it was one of it's a super you're talking about the super amateur video that i have out there like super super amateur right okay so that was one of my first ever videos it was super amateur and you can totally laugh at this but he was someone that was serving in the armed forces and was only home for a little while so i was kind of doing one of those before you go back off you know keeping us all safe and free. What do you like? And he said, Oh yeah, I really like when the N word is used. And I was like, Oh wow. 
I was like, okay, well, you know, not really realizing that it was going to be in the video too. Um, I think it said like once or twice, not that saying it in general, but it was mm. his fetish and his like. Um, I've done a little bit with dick drainers because that's, that's his thing. That's his MO. That was my nickname um, in high school. He hasn't released it yet, <laughs> mostly because it is a fetish and um, that a lot of people don't understand. Just like a lot of guys don't choke a girl or a lot of guys don't like to, to smack a girl because we've been taught for so long that that's not, it's not okay to lay your hands on a girl. Yeah. Just like it's not okay to just walk up to someone and use the N-word. So it's a very fine line of fetish and usage of everything. So, yeah, that's a super amateur. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I guess. Clip of mine. That was interesting. That was nice of you to to, yeah. to uh, help a soldier out. Like, yeah. I mean, shit. You know, I su- I support all of our men and women in uniform. Yes, so. I did notice there was an Instagram picture of you with a uh, U.S. Uh, I, I, Marine it? Corps Marine Corps sweatshirt yep. on. There you go. Yep, I have a Marine sniper um, in my family. Okay. And uh, Air Force, very high up is what I'll say because if mm-hmm. I tell you, I'd probably kill you. He's an astronaut. Um, very, high, very, <laughs> very high up um, in the Air Force too. So it's very near and dear to my heart. I uh, did a boot camp in Cape May. So. Oh, really? Oh, very cool. Yeah, yeah. And I used to tell girls in college that I was an astronaut. So me and Ryan have a lot in common. Yeah. <laughs> you just pulled the whole like, oh, did you fall from the sky? So I used because like, I'm an astronaut. I so, saw you up there. Well, I yeah. used to go to I used to go to uh, college parties and and people would be like, so what do you do? And I go, oh, well, well I can't really tell you. Um, and you know, it's top secret stuff. And they would get mm-hmm. into it, and I eventually lose. I, I give a little information as the night goes on, and I eventually tell them I'm an astronaut, and I'm and I, you know I'm due to go to Mars in the next uh, six to seven months. And try to use that sympathy act. You know what I mean? Like, well, I'm going in the space. You know, hey, I'm here. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I did no, have. I, let me let me help you out. Yeah. Correct. Yes. And I was called out once by some jock guy who was half in the bag. He comes over and he's like, "You're the astronaut." I go, "Yes, I am the astronaut, essentially." And he goes, "You can't be an astronaut." And I go, "Why? Why can't I be an astronaut?" I go, "Have you seen many astronauts to compare me to other astronauts to know that I couldn't be said astronaut?" And he goes, "Yeah. If you were an astronaut, you'd be able to do a hundred push-ups right now." And I go, funny you said that. In space, I could do a thousand push-ups because there's no gravity. And his, his uh, I literally his head exploded, and he walked away. And I was like, wow. I was like, mm-hmm. only time I've gone. So I started telling people I just played minor league baseball for the Portland Sea Dogs, some utility infielder. So that was a little easier to explain, you know. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't have like I was more of a guy when I went to bars. I was just kind of like a hunter. Okay. I was like, okay, this, let's go. All right, we don't need to finesse this. Like, <laughs> That's an endangered species. There's not many girls like that these days. Like, to, I mean, because... The it, slut, the endangered species. Well, I wouldn't, I, would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't use... No, I'm not going to use... I wasn't going to use that word. I was going to say the aggressor. I, I use it fondly. I, I use okay. it fondly. Okay. No, that, the term slut, okay. because if, a, honestly, even if a guy's trying to use the word slut in a bad way. Yeah. You know, in the back of his mind, he's like, yeah, you're a slut. Like, oh, I wonder what kind of shit she does, though, because oh, she yeah. is a slut, you know? So. You're taking it back. Yeah. You're trying exactly. to take that word and use it. I want to be yeah. the greediest slut you've ever met. Like, I want to ah. check that box off on my list. All right. <laughs> so, so, do, do, do you come in kind of guys who are like, you know, this is too good to be true. Like a girl is coming up to me and telling me exactly what they want me to do. And like, so you go up to a guy and be like, Hey, listen, this is my hotel key. I'll be there in 25 minutes. Yada, yada, yada. And then you leave. Mm-hmm. 
So for most guys, we'd be sitting there looking at each other like, "What the fuck? This is no." See, so, I didn't play the I didn't play the coy game though. I was yeah. I was literally like you, yeah, me, like we're leaving together. And it worked. But I was bad. Like my girlfriends all of a sudden would be like, "Okay, Aria, we're all gonna go to the bar." I'm like, "All right, cool, that's great." Halfway through the night, my girlfriends would be like, "Up, oh, Aria will be back in like 20 minutes." And wow. then end of the night, like an hour before last call, I'd come back and I'd be like, yep. And they're like, all right, you're good. I'm like, yeah, it was good. Like, whatever. Like, yeah. who's buying me a drink? You know? I mean, I, I think. 20 we've... minutes. It couldn't have been that good. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Only 20 minutes. It couldn't have been that good. I will. You know, by the time they realized <laughs> I was missile. gone, you know, yeah. that or if I was, you know, hooking up with a bartender or a bouncer, we would just find the bathroom. You know, they get me to the private bathroom and, you know, just lock Romantic. it. I don't yes. know any bartenders that would do that. <laughs> I was like, I was probably the one that was like, all right, let's go. Like, I, I know. Need just, get, I'm just I need to get off it. before I have my next drink. Yeah. You know? <laughs> no, I mean, and then. I tell you, that guy has a story for the rest of his life because he'll go back to his buddies and be like, you wouldn't believe what the fuck just happened to me. Because I, I feel like all of us have been maybe, uh, I'm speaking for Ryan and Adam, but it had been in a situation similar to that maybe. And uh, at the time, you sit there and you're like, this is, I feel like I'm going to be like on like uh, Dateline. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, what's his name? Uh, the guy. The Hanson's gonna well, come like, out and be like, uh, "What? What yeah. were you doing in that room? Why were you in that room?" Like, yeah. too, it's just too much, Ryan. Yeah, leave. He's like, "Yeah, I can't take this He's anymore." He's like, "I can't. I can't handle this." He's I like, I, "I tap out." <laughs> I, I I had it go bad on me. I had like a wife come after me, and I was like, "It wasn't wow. my fault." Like, wasn't wearing wow. a ring, you know. How, how do they track you down? Like at the bar, they found you. Or? It was a bartender's wife that oh. came after me, God. and I was like sorry never told me you were married like yeah. good for you like hope all is well <laughs> well because they know that you're in for the short term it's not like you're trying to take take her husband to like live happily and i went it was the kind of place that i went to that bar every day yeah you know or every like weekend you know mm -hmm. so it wasn't like it was anything new of like aria's right. coming in she's here to be like wifed up tonight it wasn't you like know? you were like a flight attendant just in for the night and not gonna be back for six months right it's like you were you're a regular at that place yeah exactly so I mean, he should have knew better. You don't, you don't piss where you eat. Exactly. Was, you know what I mean. So you don't come you, where you eat. <laughs> there you go. I mean, it's more of to, to the, the kid's status. Or or come on what you're going to. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that, <laughs> would, that would be good. <laughs> Unless true. that's like your new thing. You it know. could be a fetish. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. Well, if you, think, if you think of it, there's a fetish for it. I'm it's, sure. it's, it's probably on that website. What was it? Fets.com? Fetlife. Fetlife. There you go. It's probably on there. I'm sure you could find probably it. a lot of foot stuff. I bet there's a lot of weird foot stuff. Probably. Foot stuff, armpit stuff. Uh, armpit? Oh, yeah, God. I no. <laughs> I like to think yeah, of like link, licking armpits, licking necks. Yeah. Licking feet. I like to think eyeball. of I've heard of that one. That's just eyeballs weird. weird. Yeah. I, I'm open-minded, but there's a, there's a limit to everything, I guess. Yeah. You know what I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, there's a God. line in the sand <laughs> where I go. You know what? That's a little too much for this guy. You know. I yeah. Go. So, I guess the question is, um, so obviously your husband's into it. You, you haven't. You're doing what you're doing. Um, do you so you permanently live in New Jersey and you just go to uh, Las Vegas to film? Is that the situation that's going yeah, on? Yes, so I'm in Vegas filming. So I got in yesterday. I'm filming here until Sunday. Then Sunday, I'm going to just drive from here to L.A. because it's only three or four hours. And mm -hmm. instead of having my whole day in limbo with the plane, I'm just exactly. going to drive it. And then I'll be in L.A. until Tuesday shooting. Shoot out there. Okay. Out there. So usually when you so. film something, how long... 
usually go a couple weeks at a time and then take some time off or so i try to come out here like once a month if i can i have people that i shoot with in new jersey too um okay. freak mob i shoot with him probably once or twice a month he's close to me so that makes it easy for us to shoot too and get good content out. Mm -hmm. So it depends where I'm getting booked and where I can travel. I was supposed to travel to Miami and then everything was getting crazy. So I had to put that on hold. Um, next month, I'll probably be in Phoenix for a little bit and then maybe back out here. So okay. it, like I said, it depends where I get booked, but I travel at least once a month and then shooting at home in between. How has uh, COVID-19 uh, uh, been affecting you? So I have two little ones at home. So parks and playgrounds were closed down. So that was really hard because that was, you know, for their sanity and mine as well, that we couldn't walk to the parks anymore or that. And explaining to my pre-K daughter, well, mommy, why are we at home? Why aren't we at school? You know, she's four years old. She doesn't really understand something like that. Yeah. So having to, you know, do the little white lies of, you know, we have to be home because they have to clean the school or, you know, this is how it has to be. And now I'm gonna, I'm homeschooling our two kids now because everything is virtual. So right. I have two pre-K kids. So it's just easier that I'm able to take them outside or do lessons that they would enjoy a little bit more than just sitting on a computer. So that's, that's really the biggest thing. I was about to get onto a plane to go to LA when they closed down LAX. So oh, I had wow. literally just checked into my flight when they closed down LAX. So that was big. And obviously everybody's hurting financially. Yeah. If I can't travel to LA or shoot with people I want to, um, obviously my fans love me with, with BBCs and my husband is an a tall Italian guy. So he yeah. can be my stunt cog. And then all of a sudden my fans start saying, you know, like, okay, well, when are you going to be shooting with like Richard Mann again? Or, yeah. you know, I'm out here just shot with Will Tile. When are you shooting with Will again? I'm like, well, I can't really travel, you know? So it, it definitely changed as far as how much content I was able to put out and everything. So it's kind of hit on all fronts. And obviously you know. flying puts you at risk too, because now you're in this, this tube in the air that is full of whatever, who knows? And even if you're wearing a mask, you know, I mean, I wouldn't yeah. want to fly. I've canceled several flights since this all started because I don't want to be in a tube because you don't want to be, you don't know what, you know what I mean? Unless you're driving or you're flying private, you really can't have any control of the situation no matter how yeah. much. I, so we have to be COVID tested in order to shoot too. Yeah. Okay. So I'm, while I'm out here, I'm only out here for a week and I have to get COVID tested three or so times. Oh, wow. Okay. So That's... as soon as I land, I have to get tested seems... and everything. So I get tested nonstop and you know, I've got two little kids, so I'm not going to be doing oh, yeah. stupid stuff. You know, obviously I'm in a plane, but as soon as I get home, I like I strip down, you know, in the hallway, I wash those clothes and then I run upstairs, take a shower and, you know, keep everything down in the basement until I wash all of that and everything too. Did, so did you ever think, you know, good. did you ever think there would be a time where you were more concerned about something such as COVID than you were from any STDs or any of like that in, in your industry? I mean, it's kind of crazy when you think about it. Yeah, it, it honestly, it really is. And it's hard because you can do 500 things right and you do one thing wrong right. and then you're screwed. And then the same thing goes for any other vi like virus or, you know, even think about like the stomach bug, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. You see someone have the stomach bug, you're screwed, you know? So you can wash everything. You can do a million things right and you do one thing wrong and you can get it. So... Sorry to interrupt, but I do have to go. Ari, it was very nice to meet you. And it was nice to meet you, and, too, yeah. And guys, I will see you next week. I'll still be listening in on Facebook Live, though, but I will catch you guys later. Yes. And Ari, I'll see you tomorrow. See you later. Adam DeMalitz, everyone. Bye, Ryan.
Peace, Adam. Yeah. Adam has a uh, convention to go to. He's actually going to a foot fetish convention. He's running a little late for so I can understand why. Uh, so he's got to yeah. run a little faster. That's why he was talking about yeah. the feet stuff earlier, you know that. So I will ask the Adam Mallet porn star question of the night, because he usually asks it. Um, what do you do in your for fun? In spare time, like, what do you? What do you have a hobby? What do you do for I'm, recreational? You know, I know you like sports, whatever like that. But like, I'm pretty boring. I'm not like one. Obviously, now with everything too, not being out there, the bars or the clubs or anything to have a release. But honestly, like I said before, I live in the real New Jersey, so I try okay. to take the kids hiking, yep. get outside. You know, just being outdoors is kind of helping my sanity. Um, it's hard. You know, you really New Jersey's pretty much still shut down. We don't have any indoor dining okay. on. Um, but before that, I would do girls' nights all the time. Uh, when everything starts to open back up a little bit, now outdoor things. So I'm going to be doing some of that. Yeah. Let's just hang out with my husband and just watch silly, silly movies and chill because we have two totally different schedules. And we're both nonstop in our own respective, you know, I'm being a mom all day long when I'm not shooting, you know, mm -hmm. running around two toddlers. So it's always nice to just sit and relax and, and kind of hang out on the porch, you know. It's going to be tough. Yeah. And it's just especially like, you know, like you said, there's no wind in night. I was talking to a, a pilot yesterday who uh, lives in New York and he said the same thing about New York City. He's like, you can't eat inside of an establishment yet because yeah. of the situation. And I go... That's all fine and dandy when we're in this, you know, September. But what happens when October comes and you get those cold nights where they drop down to 50 degrees? People aren't going to want to sit yeah. outside. Luckily for Massachusetts, we have allowed like 20%, 25% indoor dining. Yeah, so like we that, were so. supposed to about a month or so ago. We were supposed to allow 25% in. Mm -hmm. So restaurants mm -hmm. all rehired everybody and restocked. And then they were like, oh, just kidding. That's fucked up. We're okay. not. So the poor guys had to like... Yeah. pretty much eat at least ten thousand dollars you know in expenses oh, absolutely so they're you know per restaurant so i'd say that they're gonna they said that they're doing like 10 percent inside i think mm. very soon slash this month so who knows i'm i'm hoping and praying because you know yeah. they're all just trying to make money and put food in their own family's mouths too like well, the rest of us so. well that's the thing and i bartend a few nights a week so i was out of my night job uh for about six well five months or so and you get back so i'm working last night and this guy comes in these are uh some uh hillbilly uh construction workers from uh the some florida and they're mm -hmm. just walking around without the mask now new jersey is very much like massachusetts where you need the mask to do this that and the other thing yeah you just adapt to it you grow to it you do what you gotta do it, it's it's not it's, it's like being on probation right it's better than being yeah. locked up in jail you're allowed to do something, but you just can't do the full thing. So what? Can't do it all. Yeah. So I'm trying to explain to this guy. I go, listen. I go, listen. I know you don't want to wear it. I don't want to wear it. No one wants to wear it. But if you don't wear it, and we got inspectors to pop in every once in a while to make sure shit's you know going right, I yeah. go. If the inspector comes in and sees you're not wearing it, he's gonna assume that none of us give a shit, and then he's gonna shut us down for a week, and then none of us are gonna have a job for a week. And it's not like yeah. you could work at your construction site. You're going to be fine when you go to work. But, like, for us, we legally can't open because of the law. Yeah. And to get into some people's heads, it's very difficult. But I feel like the majority of people kind of understand it, I guess. I mean, I mean, I don't know. It just sucks you guys can't do anything indoors. I mean, that just yeah. got to be killing. Yeah, our gyms aren't open either. Oh, really? Okay. They just opened gyms, what, Ryan, what, about a week ago or so, I think, I think in Massachusetts and... People in it was, little, it was a little longer than that, couples, but like, yeah. um, you know, like the rules and stuff, everything like seemed like crazy because you have to wear a mask, 
like the whole time. Like you, <laughs> it just doesn't seem like something that's if I'm someone's gonna have a heart attack and die, but let's do it anyway. We, yeah. I walked by a couple of people jogging a couple of weeks ago, and it was probably I don't know, 95, 96 degrees of high humidity, and they're wearing the mask. Now I, I understand. I have a heart attack every time I see that. So I'm like, just yeah. don't die while I'm driving by. Like, oh my god, like you're gonna die. Like, <laughs> you know? I don't feel it's necessary to wear a mask when you're by yourself, social distancing properly, or you, for example, in your car by yourself with the windows up. I find it's very unnecessary to have the mask on, but they have it up and it's like past their eyes and they're driving like this. And you could always tell because they're the ones in like the left lane going about 20 miles per hour and they're just yeah. driving along like no kids in the world. I understand you're precautious. I understand some people need to put it on them some way or another so they don't forget it, which how many times have we already forgotten walking in? You know, you're like, I go to a store like, oh shit, I gotta get my mask on my car. Yeah. But to, to, to have to drive wearing one, Seems very reckless. I mean, like you're your own worst enemy, right? Like, know? what are you afraid going to happen? <laughs> now, I have a Jeep. I had the doors off, roof off, and I was driving, no mask, stuck in traffic. But I feel like I was yeah. far enough from another vehicle that I wasn't causing any issues. You know what I mean? But I don't know. It's just I, I, I can't wait to. I, I bet that filming it is a uh, is quite, is um mask porn, right? I, I bet there's people wearing masks filming. Yeah, it. there's a lot of mask porn. That's like the mask fetish. Like it's kind of weird yeah. too. Um, in my opinion, I don't really like doing mask fetish stuff because to me you're covering the person's face and then it's kind of synonymous with like trafficking. True. You know, like yes, a lot of people cut a hole in it and they're like, Oh look, I'm sucking a dick, like kind of as a nurse or <laughs> this or that flat. or whatever. <laughs> but at the same time it's like I just don't a lot of time and like masks are really, you know, like the ski masks. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of big too for like a lot of people. Um that shoot and I have people that I love shooting with that wear the ski masks, but it's hard a lot of times to not see the person you're with's expressions. Yeah. You know, because then it's almost like it's a non human experience, you know? I would say that's exactly it. I, I, the mask, it's so funny. How many times have you smiled at someone and realized as you're smiling that they cannot see your smile? Like, Especially you, as a mom, you know, like yeah. I'm smiling at little kids. I'm like, oh, hey there, you know. Right. And it's like, well, is this stranger danger or is this like a nice mom that's also shopping, you know? So it's yeah, my, it's really hard. My son's nine months, so he's only been on this planet for two, three months knowing people didn't wear masks. And as, you, as, he's, yeah. as he's developing and getting older, He's starting to recognize things. So now he recognizes people with a mask and without a mask. So it's kind of weird and it's kind of sad that he's getting used to mask wear. Yeah, I haven't really you know? exposed my kids to the masks okay. too much um, just because I, they're so young and it's, Scary. everyone keeps saying a new normal, but we're praying that it's really no. not, you know? Fuck that. Um, no new normal. I'm, I'm going to tell you this thing. They can't stand. No one's going to be, we're not like some weird countries that wear masks all the time. There's no way in hell the United States is going to be cool with wearing masks. All Let's the time. hope and pray because we've already seen what's happened when you take your mask off at a Home Depot or a Walmart. <laughs> so, yeah. you I, know, I, I experienced this little where I where I'm from north of Boston. There's a lot of Italian population there, and I went to this convenience store the other day, and this is a couple of guys, and they had the mask like just not covering the nose, just their mouth, and they're just talking. They're playing Keno in the convenience store, right? And this little old lady, she had to be like 80 years old, comes in all dressed in black. And she sits there and she's with her cane and she looks at these two guys and goes, put your mask on. And then looks at the other guy and goes, put your mask on. And she keeps on walking through the store. And the guys were like, they're like middle-aged guys. They look at her and like, yeah. they were like, sorry? Like this lady was like, very, like what do we do? Yeah. yeah. Very scary and very, very intimidating. And I was like, I'm looking at her and I'm like, 
Jesus, thank God I have my mask on. Cause I'm yeah, like she'd come at you with the ruler next, you oh, know? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So where could we, or the viewers, I should say, come see some of your stuff? What's your website? What's your uh, plug site? So you can find me on Pornhub, Aria Cade. You can find me on OnlyFans. I keep it really simple. I just keep it Aria Cade. There's no crazy symbols in the front or the back. Yep. Um, for Twitter, I am Aria Cade triple X. You can find mostly OnlyFans have all the behind the scenes. You get my scenes a day early. I'm on many vids. You can sex me on Sext Panther. So I'm really all over. There you go. And you have a husband that's cool with it and everything seems to be going great. Oh, yeah. He keeps texting me. How are you doing? How are your shoots? You being a good girl? You you know, you being a good slut? And I'm like, of course. Nice. <laughs> Do uh, people ever uh, recognize you out in public? You? Um, I have. Um, coincidentally, there are a bunch of dads that follow me um, at one point and uh, they kind of have recognized me or I've gone somewhere and I have a girlfriend texting me and she's like, oh my God. I'm at work and somehow porn came up and they said that their favorite star, their favorite person that they just came across is Aria Kate and they can't get enough. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is hilarious. Awesome. You know? So there are moments when it happens. Yeah. Now with a mask, you can't tell who it is. Anyway. Sure, yeah. <laughs> if I'm walking through the street. Um, but it's funny that once in a while, or if I'm out with the family, people are kind of looking at me like, Oh, think that's her and i'll kind of give them like a wink back like yeah. you don't have to out me in front of my family but i see you <laughs> and you see me you know like have a good day <laughs> you know i bet that's happens every guy that's sitting there like you guys are like at a like a farmer's market or something like that and the guy's going with his family and because he, he looks this is the devil look and he's like mm, possibly it's like i'm sorry do you have any eggplants i'm looking for eggplants <laughs> i'm looking for <laughs> penis shaped vegetables what do you get for penis shaped vegetables yeah <laughs> cucumber <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome well thank you for joining us tonight it was awesome meeting oh, definitely you thank stuff. you for having me i had a blast with you guys thank you for coming on and uh yes check out area it, it, you won't be disappointed i can tell you that much and she won't be doing any mass stuff so all those people who are into this quarantine weird no. stuff like that it's lots good. of sloppy blowjobs facials cream pies everything awesome <laughs> well thank you again and uh we'll talk to you soon sounds great thanks so much guys all right sure. All right, man. That's uh, Eric Cade. Yeah, yeah, Pretty cool, man. huh? Added to our uh, our uh, our list of adult film stars who've done this show, and uh, I feel most of them enjoy it. Would you Would you say? Yeah, would you yeah. the same thing? Uh, man, I think like you know a lot of times and stuff and everything like uh, adult film stars are looked down upon. So like you know some. Uh, publications and stuff I only do it like when it's useful yeah so like, you know I've uh, made like you know a mission and stuff and everything to you know continue to you know uh, do interviews and stuff with them and you know um, it's, it's worthwhile I think like you know it may cost me some interviews sometimes and stuff and everything like I've been turned down yeah like I think like Oliver North had a problem like you know really? <laughs> with doing you know but I was like man you you were like you know uh, smuggling coke with Iran and Contra, so like, <laughs> who are you like, to, who are you to judge? Are me? you really in a moral yeah. position? You know, no, I feel but, like it's like one of those like uh, uh, taboo type things. I guess you could say. I mean, because you you'd find out that majority of people out there recognize some of these some of these gals and guys yeah. and stuff, but they, they would never admit it. And it's like when they get into their safe zone, 
You know, I feel like this show is a safe zone. I feel like people who watch it will like, oh, yeah, we know that person. We're like, oh, there you go. Yeah. But they're not going to go to like, hey, uh, somebody, you know? somebody's clearly watching the interviews on my page because like, you know, I've got like interviews and stuff, everything like 12,000 views with some of them. Oh, yeah. You know, like in like, so someone's watching them. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I post them on my page and like, you know, I, I do interviews with like some pretty mainstream celebrities that have like you know some notable names and like they don't compare like you know as far as the views and like the comments and stuff and everything like i could do an interview and stuff and everything with barack obama yeah. tomorrow but it's not going to compare with like you know like the uh the viewership that i would get with like you know an adult film star well for example this show one of our number one views on uh, youtube is alex cole and when you she was on our show uh five six weeks ago and when you google her name our show will pop up on the interview and stuff like that. It's funny when you compare it to like other things too. It's like, you know, inventors, scientists, uh, you know, <laughs> authors, politicians, right? Things you yeah. think would get a lot of views, but in the, the, the root of all of it for for us, at least in the worldwide, I guess you could say, is that porn sells, and that's why VHS won over. Uh, what the hell is it? it? Was VHS and it was the other tape that was uh, Betamax. Yeah. So the reason VHS won over Betamax was because the porn industry decided to go VHS instead of Betamax, which and then that killed the Betamax industry because that's the route everyone went. Fast forward 20 years down, we had HD DV and we had Blu-ray. So HD DVD was equivalent to the Blu-ray, but there was two different you know devices to watch it. Porn decided to go Blu-ray. And when they did that, it killed HD DVD like overnight. So, right, yeah. porn sells. I mean, people still buy magazines. Playboy is still one of the top selling magazines in the world. Yeah, it's man. Uh, one of the people I, I really look up to is uh, Larry Flint, you know, from Hustler. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, just like all the work he's done and stuff, everything like it, um, you know, like as far as like freedom of speech. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, like, you know, you think about like, you know, uh, he had that lawsuit and stuff, everything against like Jerry Falwell back in the day. Like, you know what I mean? And stuff, everything mm -hmm. where he kind of like, you know, uh, depicted like Jerry Falwell, like, you know, in an outhouse. Yeah. And stuff, everything. And like they sued him and like, you know, basically like, you know what I mean? And stuff, the Supreme Court, he took it all the way to the Supreme Court and they ruled in his favor, you know? And I mean, I think it's really important. And that's that's why, like, I um, I get along with a lot of conservatives. I really believe about, like, you know, the, the power of free speech. And you see, like, you know, on the Internet and stuff, everything, sometimes like people were trying to like censor. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. A, a lot of voices. So. This show's been censored numerous of or attempted to be censored. But guess what? We don't have any obligations to any corporate America, so we can do whatever the fuck we want. And as long as the uh, avenues that broadcast us allow us to broadcast, then uh, this is about all we can do. So there you go. Yeah, I'm that's uh, that's really important, man. And uh, you know, I've you know uh, I've experienced it. You know, especially like you know, what I mean, as far as like with the trolling online mm -hmm. and everything, like you know, sometimes and stuff, everything, like you know, uh, having a voice like you know if you're blogging and stuff everything it's like you're you're really putting your opinion out there like you know how you feel yeah there's always going to be some group or like you know a group of people that that, that feel the opposite way oh, and yeah. want to challenge that and stuff everything so that's really interesting you know i so obviously we're big youtubers we we watch youtube we we subscribe we watch we have our shows and stuff and it's funny because you watch these people right so you have you know i have my favorites you have your favorites and whatever and then you go and read the comments, and I typically don't because it's just full of garbage. But, like, some people, I got into it this afternoon. I was watching, I was on, on Facebook, I was watching uh, Channel 7 Boston's uh, 
uh, live um, stream of Governor Baker's talking about the updates and stuff like this. So yeah, I, yeah. I tuned in. I was just curious what he was going to say. And I'm re- so I'm listening to him, but I'm reading the scroll. And I'm just reading a bunch of, bunch of middle-aged and old people just bickering, saying stuff they would never, ever for the life of them say if they were in a group of these people. If you put all these people into an auditorium, they would never, ever say these things. But because they're on Facebook... They're sitting there and they're just talking shit. None of us know. Everyone's taking one side or another, making sense, totally neglecting whatever the, the governor's saying or what he's trying to talk about, right? So I wrote a comment. I go, wow. I go, this is exactly why middle-aged people and older people should not be on Facebook, this thread right here. And I got a few laughs. And I was getting these angry people responding back. What are you supposed to mean by that? Are you being age discriminative? And I, I just left it as I left, I left the thread die because I basically want to say is, listen, if you were in a public space, you would never, ever. There's some crazy people that would, but majority of people would not say this stuff. You know what I mean? And yeah, I, it, it, okay. you know, it was like, I mean, I think that's the, the thing about the Internet and stuff, everything. And like, I've, I've called people out because like, you know, uh, I, I see like, you know, what I mean, a lot of times people commenting and stuff, everything to me things they would never say to my face. Exactly. And like, you know, you see that about like other people and stuff and everything. And I'm not like that because like, you know, I, I would say like you and me and stuff and everything, a lot of things and stuff and everything that I, I say online, I would say that to the people and stuff and everything that I write about. I write a lot of things and stuff confrontationally and stuff and everything, even though like none of it, like, you know, is really personal most of the time. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, I, I see like, you know what I mean? And stuff like some of these sites and stuff and everything. And like, you know, I'll read the comments and stuff and everything. And, I see how like certain people get labeled as like, you know, white supremacists and stuff, everything or their platforms, because like, you know what I mean? You'll read the comments and you'll be like, geez, yeah. like you know what I mean? And stuff, everything like the, the, the comments and stuff, everything that are just like, you know what I mean? Underneath it. And you know, the world, man, it's, it's really like, you know what I mean? And stuff, everything. A lot of people are getting online confused with real life. Oh yeah. Like, absolutely. Because you have like a huge number of followers and I'll show this, like, you know, even in mass, like, you know what I mean? And stuff. you had like Dr. Shiva, I don't know if you've seen the article. I'm gonna talk, yeah, I was going to talk to you about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like, you know what I mean? And stuff, everything, huge following. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, just because he has a huge following doesn't mean like he's going to win a primary and then no. to call it like election fraud. There's no proof of like, you know what I mean? And stuff, everything, there's election fraud actually taking place. And like some of these conservatives are coming off as batshit fucking crazy. Yeah. So it was actually, it's funny that you said that. So I remember he ran two years ago as an independent, right? So he was going for that election. I remember his his slogan was, only a real Indian can beat a fake Indian. That was his big slogan he had on signs all around the city, which I thought was kind of funny. And so I kind of got introduced to him a little bit. I read about him and stuff like this. And then uh, I have a buddy who's actually really, who, who really follows him very much, who lives out in the West Coast, but he's from this area. And he was like, he's a he's a, he's a doctor. He's come up with all these ideas and stuff. So I'm like, all right, let me look into him. Let me read about him, some stuff. So I did, and I go, all right, this guy is a smart guy. Guy knows what he's talking about and stuff like this. Um, but just because you're a smart guy doesn't mean you're a good politician. Because being half, I would say ninety percent of being a politician is being your social skills, right? Right. So yeah. So he doesn't Getting along with people. Yeah, and he doesn't seem Shiva that is doesn't seem to be have the social ability to be able to have the charisma or to win over the votes. He seemed very, um, you know, very, you know, just boom, 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 very business like. You know what I mean? Had didn't have the he has good ideas. His his thoughts and his theories that he has make sense. 
Um, uh-huh. But that's a percentage of you have to convince people. You have to convince that 80 year old lady sitting there on a rocking chair who voted for Kennedy in 63 that you're the guy who, who won't vote. In, in, and I don't want to be, you know, to go into like race, race wars or discriminative, but you have to convince some of these older people to vote for a non white guy, right? <laughs> Which is it's tough sometimes, right? So you have to convince this old lady to vote for this Indian dude, right? This Indian dude may have all the answers in the book, right? He might know the cure to cancer. He might know how to fix the economy and all this stuff. But he comes off very businesslike and not very doesn't doesn't have a lot of charisma. And we all remember what happened in that debate when Nixon debated Kennedy many years ago. It was about charisma. Nixon was there sweating like a dog, couldn't answer any questions, and Kennedy was so charismatic and so cool as a cucumber and was able to win every housewife in the United States over, and he won the election, essentially. And that's half the battle. I mean, it's more than half the battle. I feel like you need to win people over with your personality before you can even start initiating ideas because no one gives a shit about you. How many people you go up, if you show a picture of, of two people, right, and you go, who are you going to vote for? And you had a nice, handsome, young, well-dressed gentleman, and you had some bum off the street, you're going to vote for the well-dressed gentleman or woman, or that matter, over the bum, and the reason is because of the way they look, right? Even though yeah. the bum might have way better ideas and have way better intentions, but no one gives a fuck of that, you know what I mean? Half the people, the people are very blind to that, you know what I mean? Yeah, like uh, like people and stuff and everything like really support like what they're familiar with. Mm-hmm. I think like when you're a force, I, I think like Dr. Shiva could have actually won his primary and stuff and everything if he had did certain things. So, uh, like I, one of the- so you you mentioned something about him having setting up rallies and not showing up or not be. What was yeah. that about? So like I actually like went out to like a couple of his events that he advertised on Facebook and stuff and everything like you know like uh, you probably saw me like the pictures I posted the Joe Kennedy events yeah, yeah similar yeah. to that like you know these are advertised events like you go on their Facebook page they're supposed to be there mm-hmm. at this particular day this particular time and stuff and everything I went there and like nobody was there really I, I contacted his campaign and stuff and everything about it like you know and I never got a response. So like, you know, he's not even like, actually, like I only went to a couple. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, after the second time, I'm just like, you know, I'm not gonna go like you know what I mean and stuff, everything like all around to these events, but like he was never in Cambridge, you mm-hmm. know, like, so like, it makes me think like, you know, a little bit of that is a sham. I've seen like music artists kind of like use that formula where it makes it seem like they have all these shows and stuff, yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. And like, when you go to the, the show, it's like, there's no show. Like fire, you know what I mean? like, fire like like fire festival. What the fuck was that called in the island? That Jaru was like, right? Oh well, that see that that was actually supposed to be a show. That's a little bit different. Okay, it's like I think like you know trying to create the perception and stuff that people that you're doing more than you are. Like you're saying this is a real campaign. Like you. Know oh, I, mean? I get you. Okay, yeah, yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, like you know, like if I posted on my Facebook and stuff, everything like I'm doing the campaign event and stuff, yeah. everything for for like you know what I mean and stuff. The mayor. Of, of Boston and stuff, everything tomorrow, even though I live in Boston, but like I'm doing a campaign event of Boston, like for mayor and stuff, everything, and I'm advertising and stuff, everything tomorrow, I'm gonna be like, you know what I'm saying, at the Boston Wharf and stuff, everything, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, but I'm not there, but like, you know what I mean, and stuff, everything. I think like, you know, that makes me think that he wasn't really taking his his events very seriously or his campaign so very seriously. What do you think his, I mean, he obviously spent a lot of money. I mean, I never heard of the guy he was running against. To be honest with you, I didn't see any, um, any, any stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I never seen anything, any signs, 
any commercials, nothing. So oh, yeah, he, he had a commercial. I mean, like he's yeah. very like number one, like you know, I mean, and stuff, everything for a Republican and stuff, everything to win a Senate race here in Massachusetts. Yeah, they're, it's a challenge. They're yeah. like going to have to be a a phenomenal force. Yeah, like you know, what I'm saying as far as like you know, what I mean, um, you have to be a uh, fake Republican, like uh, <laughs> I find I find governor who's claims he's a Republican, but he does have tendencies of a Democrat. But right, I mean, right. that's. Like, yeah, it, it's it's like you know what I mean uh, like diet Republican. I'm not gonna say that it couldn't happen, but like you know, and stuff. Everything clearly is not gonna happen. Like you know, this year. Yeah. And like uh, Kevin O'Connor and stuff. Everything like you know, um, he had he had commercials and stuff. Everything or whatever. Like you know, and stuff. Everything like um, you know, but also like you know what I mean and stuff. Everything he benefits from having the last name O'Connor. True, Irish guy in Massachusetts you know, can't go wrong. You know. Yeah, like you know what I mean, and stuff. Everything. Everybody knows a Kevin O'Connor. Yeah, you know exactly. I think I went to school with three of them. It's a true story. So, on that case, what do you think? So Kennedy, I, the the last name Kennedy has never lost an election in Massachusetts. You've yeah, I, uh, so you know, what, like man, I I, think, I thought Joe Kennedy. Uh, do you, you think, know? I was gonna say, do you think he got into it too early? Do you think he kind of grew too many? His balls were a little too big for this particular time. That maybe he should have marinated a little bit more on his senate that he was no you want to know what i think like you're know saying the biggest fault i think like people here are tired of hearing about race yeah like, you know what i mean and that was the main like you know what i'm saying component of this campaign which i noticed like, yeah, know, all those commercials he yeah was really he was really trying to align himself and stuff everything with the black lives matter movement you yep. and like you know what I mean i think that backfired on him a lot i think like you know what i mean and stuff everything he really should have focused on like you know some more core issues that that people here in massachusetts really care about I think that's the main reason why his campaign failed. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and stuff, everything like, um, you know, I don't know, like about, uh, you know, uh, he was like, you know, speaking at events and stuff, everything with Monica Cannon Grant, and like, you know, uh, during during like one of the events, I don't know if you ever saw the uh, remarks that she had made about like Ryla Campbell, who's a Republican and stuff, everything, who's an interracial marriage. Oh yeah, and, yeah. You know, never disavowed those and stuff, everything. I just think like you know, what I mean, and stuff, everything. It was a little bit of weakness there. I don't know how much that particular event like affected him mm-hmm. but it was seen some some things and stuff everything that i saw like on the campaign and stuff everything like as far as like with the race issues and stuff everything i felt like he was just pretty much i because i like him yeah I, I really do like you know what i mean and stuff, but i felt like you know what i mean and stuff everything that he was he was pandering and, and bringing this race thing like you know what i mean like it's 1965 and yeah. he thought that was an election and i i just didn't think that you know, but uh, he did give a very powerful speech when he was like, yo, I, you want to talk about the Kennedys? I thought that was very moving. Mm. But like, you know what I mean? And stuff, I just don't think that's where people, the majority of people in Massachusetts are at right now. He's going to realize that the majority of Massachusetts who are voting for him are people that just are, are tired of hearing that stuff, right? So yeah. he, I guess, I don't blame him, but that's what he was aiming for was the wrong audience, I guess you could say, right? So yeah, yeah. He could have easily walked in with just his last name alone, without you know. I mean, he was already you know elected a senator. He was already he had establishment in the state, right? So it wasn't like he was just like you know a Kennedy that just got off the frigging yacht in uh, Martha's Vineyard and decided he was going to run. He's already and his dad had Joe for oil, and his, it 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 was a very a very important thing in the state that helped a lot of people. And his uncle was a senator here for 40 plus years. And his, you know, other un- great uncle was a former president. And his dad, his uh, grandfather was a, you know, candidate for president and governor. And he, I think he was trying too hard. And, but here's the thing too. 
so Maki's probably I don't know. It's not a lot of people who are fans of him I, that I have talked to. Um, kind of just just by name because he was going against a Republican. People vote Democrat, and that's the way it goes in Massachusetts sometimes. I don't know, but he because Maki took over for Kennedy, right? Absentee for his when he went to Secretary of State, and Warren took over for Ted Kennedy who eventually, but before that, was taken over by Scott Brown. I'm trying to remember the, the line, because I know Scott Brown filled in for a little while, for a couple of years, and he was a Republican. And then I think it was, um, I think that the next election that was taken care of, and they, they knocked him out of town. Now he's the uh, ambassador to Australia or New Zealand or somewhere like that, something like that. But, um, but he, I think I think, I think think uh, Joe Kennedy III, all he had to do was pretty much show up and be like, hey, listen, I'm a Massachusetts guy. My family's Massachusetts family. We know Massachusetts very well. I'm just going to keep on the legacy, right? And there's a lot of people who are younger who would see the name and be like, oh, Kennedy, I know that guy. He was from Massachusetts. His you know, great-uncle was the president. His, his great-grandfather was, you know, a nominee. And, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, yeah, like yeah. you know, because I, I, like, actually campaigned for him. And, like, like, the name doesn't really mean as much in, like, 20, you know, uh, 2020 as you think it would. Like, but, you know, and stuff, everything. It was like a constant thing, like people driving by, like, you know what I mean? And saying, saying, Kennedy, you suck. Like, you know what I mean? And stuff, Joe Kennedy sucks and stuff, everything. It's a lot of resentment for the Kennedy name. I think, like, he was getting a lot of that backlash for, you know, like Chappaquiddick and, like, you know, like a lot of the things and stuff that we know now that we didn't know back yeah. then because of, like, you know what I mean? And stuff, the internet. But I think he's still young. He still has a chance, yeah. he, you know. But do you think those are people who vote or people that don't vote? Because that's a that's a big question right now. Because not everyone votes, and we uh, all know the, that. There was there was a lot of people in Safari thing who like because he he had a, he adds. I'm sure these people vote, and like they were they they would tell me in Safari thing that they were repulsed by like the fact that he, you know they felt he was trying to use like you know what I mean in Safari thing, uh you know John F Kennedy and Robert Kennedy yeah. like voices and ads and Safari mm-hmm. thing and people were. You know, complaining about that and like you know i thought that was like you know absurd to me i like think so too yeah argument. but there's a lot of resentment and stuff and everything just there's a lot of baggage with the kennedy name there is you know i mean this is everything like and there's also a legacy too now i'm yeah. not saying one way or another whether i'd vote for him or not but i am i am thinking that i agree with you he was using the race thing too strongly and I think that turns away the older crowd that turns out to vote every election. The I would say the 50 plus, right? The old timers, the middle aged people that re, you know religiously voted, and a lot of them that voted for Kennedy over the years. And I think because of the situation in the world these days, or the country, I should say, with the race and everything like that, and him really pressing pressing that, I think that turned off a lot of those voters. I think I mean the margin of victory was what he lose by like eight nine percent or something like that at the end of the day. For the men like uh i like i honestly like you know and not because of his political party but because of like what kind of person he is mm-hmm. and like you know uh he, he's a really good guy yeah it like, seems like he is he's, he's, everything yeah. and like just like one of those people and stuff everything i spent some time with his mom like you know sheila brewster Rouse, and like you know me and stuff everything like just like you know really good people man like you know mm-hmm. and stuff everything like um I feel like you know what I mean and stuff. Everything like it's is I. It I think it'll turn out to be a good thing for him. Like you know, I think yeah. like a lot of times and stuff. Everything you see like these politicians and stuff. Everything and like uh, you know Barack Obama, you know when he ran against um, 
you know, uh, he, he lost like, you know, like a race, like, you know what I'm saying, for Congress and stuff and everything. He had challenged, uh, like, I believe Bobby Rush. Mm-hmm. And like, he lost that race and stuff and everything, you know, like he had been an incumbent for a number of years. You know, he's like a, a Black Panther. He still has that, that same congressional seat. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and stuff and everything to this day. Yeah. Like, you know, um, uh, like Bill Bill Clinton, when he lost, like, you know what I mean? And stuff and everything, the race for governor in Arkansas and stuff and everything before he came back and run the race and then eventually became president so it could be like one of those moments and stuff oh, yeah. everything for him and stuff everything where he comes back because like you know ed markey's old mm-hmm. like you know and stuff everything like you know i wouldn't be surprised if he didn't finish his term like you know what i mean and stuff everything and they do have to hold like you know a special election or like you know what i'm saying appoint somebody like you know what i mean and stuff everything because he's he's that old well i think you, with warren and maki i think both of them are i think that if the Democrats do win the White House, that Warren may have a job somewhere for the, you know, Biden, right? He might pick her out to do some kind of secretary, whatever, right? I don't know, of agriculture, who the yeah. fuck knows. So that obviously would be an abandoned seat in Massachusetts. So you'd have to have a special election or whatnot, or um, whatnot. I agree with you. I think Kennedy is. I think I never met him. I never talked to him, but he perceives to be a person who is a legitimate person. I mean, he's a few years older than us. He grew up in Massachusetts. He knows the situation. You know what I mean? I think he I, he was in a result of someone who's trying too hard, I think. And I don't think he had to try that hard. I think he just had to, to kind of just be himself and just kind of let it go. And he would have been... He may not have won, because we don't know. I mean, but he could have probably been a little bit better off. I mean, I still think he went off a little too early. I think he should have waited to... He had a weaker incumbent to kind of go against you know what i mean or someone who had an abandoned seat and he could easily slide in there um yeah he's a little uh i mean eager i guess but you know i mean that goes for anyone right everyone sits at the situation they're like well i could keep my seat and probably win every year but when do i make that next move you know what i mean so like well like marky he did like you know what i mean and stuff everything like what uh a smart politician would do he got with the younger yeah. politician got the aoc endorsement yeah, you know exactly, like yeah. climate change and stuff everything it's like the big hot button issue and stuff everything that you know a lot of democrats are like you know really uh hammering home yep and like you know what i mean and stuff that worked for him and stuff everything it was a lot of young people and stuff everything who really voted for ed markey but like i don't think like they really knew about the facts about like you know what i mean and stuff that he voted against busing, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and stuff. And everything we have a senator in Massachusetts who actually voted against busing, who who was against interracial relationships. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, and stuff. And everything, and you know, this is, you know, who basically is very rude to constituents. I'm not going to say that he doesn't care, but it's obviously something really wrong with his staff. Yeah. Where like you know what I mean, and stuff. And everything you hear these stories and stuff. And everything of like these constituents and stuff. And everything the one guy. Who like you know family and stuff and everything like you know reached out to Ed Markey and stuff and everything because he was like killed in New York by a police officer mm-hmm. and like you know Ed Markey's just sitting in the meeting like you know it's like it's nothing I can really do for you the guy who's like um wife like you have know, ran off with their son to the Middle East or something yeah you know it's like you know and stuff and everything it's just like he just has like you know uh, a thing where he rubs people the wrong way he does and like kind of yeah no and I agree and then he aligned himself like AOC for for that matter. There's a lot of people that don't like her, and they're not even living in New York City. They just don't like her persona. They don't like the way she goes about things. You know what I mean? Whether they're threatened because she's a female or she's young or any of that nature and stuff like that. That's a it's a it's a very bold alliance to have. You know what I mean? Especially when the majority of people that vote in Massachusetts are probably 55 plus, right? I mean, 
the polls show it. Young people don't typically vote much. They do, but they're not. Our parents, our grandparents are religious to get into the polls, right? You and, people, you and I, maybe, we get there. Younger kids, they talk about it all the time. But do they really make it out there? A lot of them don't, to be surprised. You know what I mean? It's just... But but Maki yeah. knows that he's gonna he's gonna he's going against O'Connell, who it's a Republican in Massachusetts who's who's not very famous. I mean, it's an Irish name in Massachusetts, which gets you a few a little yeah. bit of credibility, but it's not going to get you a Senate seat by any means. You know, what I mean, it's, it's it's just the way things are. And you got to understand, like it's weird because the people who are Democrats, so there's a lot of older people that are Democrats, right? But like. 40 years ago, the Democratic Party was for those people. It was for the hard work of factory people. It was for all. It wasn't for, like, the super rich people like it is now. But these old people are so in their minds that, that they've been voted Democrat since they were, you know, working on the assembly line in Assembly Square in Somerville in 1955 that this is their power. But they don't bother to do the research. They don't go online and figure things out. You know I mean? Even though typically or in respectively they may be more qualified to be a republican in the sense of the way they live in but they just don't understand that you know what i mean but you can't you, it's you've talked to older people you know how it is you can't crack that shell it's tough to change a seven-year-old guy who's been thinking one way his entire life and try to convince him in all aspects of life race politics you know technology right you gotta you gotta be a force like only like you know like it's like i think like maybe like a couple times in your lifetime is there somebody who can come around like that and like barack obama is like one of those type of people you know and stuff everything where it's like you know it's like oh you know even like yeah. uh, i feel like you know what i mean and stuff everything like he's one of those people that's so charismatic that like mm -hmm. you know what i mean and stuff everything regardless of like you know your feelings on race and stuff everything you'd be like hey like, like, like i remember like you know and stuff everything because he's interracial you know and stuff everything people saying like you know, for the first time and stuff, everything like you know, uh, he's half white too. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. like what have you, what have you ever heard that? You know, like, yeah. So. No, he was a uh, candidate that it won people over. It gave people the. I mean, he wasn't. Oh God, he's the opposite of a Clinton. You know what I mean? And and yeah. not and not talking about Bill in his early days. Bill was fine his first term and stuff like that. And then, you know, he got some street cred by getting a blowjob and not getting in trouble for it. But it was like, you know, at that time, he should have stopped at the Clintons. But then Hillary continued the, and it just kind of, I feel like it was, it was driving Clinton's name into the ground a little bit. You know what I mean? Like maybe she didn't, maybe she wasn't the one to continue it. You know what I mean? I don't know. That's the way I looked at it. I go, if we, if, if the world ended and we were like, well, Clinton served two terms and that was it. And we never heard of Hillary running for senator or Hillary running for president. We would have still looked at Bill and been like, ah, you know, times are good. Economy was good. Things were going pretty well. There was very little issues in the, in the country. And that's the way we end of it. And we think of Clinton on a positive note. But because of Hillary and all that shit and, and then everything she got wrapped up into, you kind of forget the legacy of Bill Clinton. And all you can really think of is, is his wife and a blowjob. You know what I mean? That's like that's what's left of all of us to think of. You know what I mean? And so it's like, well, that's not 100% true. But not a lot of people do their homework either. So it's like, it's whatever, whatever news channel they watch wants to show, I guess. I don't know, you know, at the end of the day. So, yeah, yeah. But I, I think me and you agree um, on a lot of things of like, kind of how the, the, how everything works, you know what I mean? How like people think, you know, but unfortunately, yeah, yeah. 
There's a uh, there's a, a lot of people out there who this election is going to be very very interesting. You got to agree, right? I mean, it's going to be who's going to turn out? Who is a Trump supporter but not admitting they're a Trump supporter, and who uh, really Trump supporters proclaiming they're Democrats just so they don't get you know shamed by other Democrats? Like I want to know. I can't wait because in man, it's 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 like you know, like for for Joe Biden. And like, you know, it's obviously been some serious, like, you know, uh, issues, like, you know what I mean, and stuff with him running, like, you know, and stuff and everything. Yep. And then like, just like, you know, when you couple that in with policy, like, you know, the 1994 crime bill, like, you know, me being an African-American man and stuff and everything. And then like, you know what I mean, and stuff and everything you have uh, for the vice president, Kamala Harris, who's like, you know, or Kamala Harris, she's like, you know, uh, basically locked up, like, you know, a large number of African-American men, like, you know, and stuff. Right? Yeah. Where's the incentive? Mm-hmm. You know, what is, what is this <laughs> like democratic policies and stuff? They haven't really done anything for black people and stuff, everything. And that's one of the things I kind of agree with that Candace Owens, like, you know, talks about, or like, you know, other like Republican uh, conservatives, but where like, I disagree with is like, you know, where they start making it seem like white supremacy is just a thing of like, you know, the imagination like you know i mean it's like racism doesn't exist at all and like you know i mean and stuff everything it's like it has to be like more of a middle ground like where i do understand some points like okay so you take the guy like who got shot in kenosha wisconsin or whatever he gets shot seven times which is like an excessive amount of times to be shot Mm -hmm. but he also was resisting so like you know i mean and stuff maybe if he just shot him once yeah you know what I mean? And some everything. Why does he have to get shot seven times? Yep. He's like, you know, there's no, even though he was resisting, he was. But didn't you get to remember what, you, what we're talking about right now? We're talking about the small city in Wisconsin, knowing that 99% of Americans never heard of before, right? And you get yeah. this cop who probably never ever drew his gun in his entire career, right? Right. So now he's in a situation where he feels the need that he's threatened, right? Now all this shit's going on in the country. Now it's escalating, right? So maybe a year ago from now, if he was in the same situation, he wouldn't have done that. But now he's thinking, because of the elevation of everything, now I'm like, all right. Now he's like trigger happy, right? Now you and I we probably wouldn't be able to pull a gun on someone and shoot him like that because we're, we're in our mind, we're like, all right, well, let's let the situation go. But now if you're threatened and you feel like someone's going to shoot you, now you're on you're a high alert, right? Well, so, I don't know. I, I, I've gone through like training and stuff, everything like that, like law enforcement type training and stuff, everything like yeah. pepper spray and all that. I was uh, stationed at a Marine safety security team. So oh, yeah. like, you know what I mean? And stuff, I feel like, you know, uh, a lot of that is like relying on your training, but like actually being in the field and experiencing something like that. I've been in fights and stuff, everything that, that was dangerous. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so like, I, I feel like, you know what I mean? And stuff, everything that's just a bit excessive. I think so. I mean, yeah, like, like seven times and stuff, everything. It's seven like times a lot. That's a whole clip. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, it's just like once or twice. I don't think like you and me and stuff, everything, you know, uh, seven times. just. Seems- so we both can agree he was resisting arrest and he should have been yeah. stopped. But we also agree that seven times is a lot. I mean, that, I think I think you can you could pull the majority of, you know, well-balanced people and agree to that. Yes, he should have resisted. He should have listened and just said, hey, listen, I'm going to put my hand down and whatever. And at the same time, the cop should have been, you know, if you're going to shoot him seven times is a little extreme. Maybe you can shoot him in the foot. Maybe you could, 
stun him. Maybe you can hit, tase him. I don't know. I, I'm not a cop. I'm never in that situation. And God forbid, if I wasn't in that situation, you feel like your life's threatened and you have a family at home of kids and stuff. And in your mind, you're thinking, this guy turns around and shoots me. I'm dead. And there goes my family. So you got in both perspectives, you look at it. But well, doesn't that really just go to just being like, you know, all right, maybe training for police should be a little bit different in the way they do things. Not defending on, I mean, I'm not ragging on the police. They go, maybe this should be a universal thing for the entire country to be like, this is the universal United States training procedures for police officers. So no matter if you're in bumfuck Nebraska or you're in Chicago, you have the same procedures based on the situation, right? So that I mean, I don't, I don't know if that will work because like yeah. certain different loca- locales are so different. Like Chicago and stuff, everything, the mentality of the people there is not the same as the mentality of people in Kenosha, Wisconsin. But it and should be. Like if, you're, if you're a police officer, your mentality should be the same. If you're a soldier, if, you work, if you're in the United States Army or Navy or any armed forces and you're overseas, no matter where you came from, what city you're from, how much of the population or what race you are, your mentality going overseas to fight is you take command from your commander and you, you, you do your duties, right? And don't you think like being a police officer is just a, 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 a lower form of that? Basically the same idea of a, a kind of a, a military state because I don't know. Yeah, like in, in, in a sense, but like, but here's the thing at different, different locations, mm-hmm. like you have been required, like, you know, like, a, like, a, like different security alerts, like you have been in some yeah. everything like, you know, um, I'm not going to be like, you know, if I'm a police officer in Kenosha, Wisconsin and stuff, everything as on guard, probably as a police officer in Chicago, no, that's because, true. Like, you know, not as much crime happens, yeah. you know, Kenosha is just a, like an area with a hundred thousand people, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And stuff, as opposed to being in a big city where they have like, you know what I mean? And stuff, these dangerous criminals and you're dealing with every type of like, you know, situation and stuff, everything where things can turn deadly. Where like you know what I mean and stuff everything. I don't think that's really the norm. You know, how many people were like getting shot in like Kenosha and stuff everything is probably like a handful a year. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, I mean yeah. so so, you, so so but this is gonna be do you think this should be a standard or you think it's a kind of like an Because, I mean, like you said, seven I, shots. I think it would be I think it would be impossible to do I mean I like I I think like you know, um like, I don't think the problem is like, you know, with the police and stuff, everything doing their jobs. Yeah. Stuff, everything like, you know, I think sometimes and stuff, everything is the way like laws are and like, you know, um, specifically and stuff, everything like, you know, I think there should be more like, you know what I'm saying, leeway and stuff, everything for police officers and stuff, everything where they don't have to take people to jail, where they can give people and stuff, everything, the opportunity to just like show up in court. Yeah. Because like, you know what I mean? And stuff, everything like, you know, the, the, for instance, like the incident that happened in Atlanta mm-hmm. and stuff, everything outside the Wendy's and stuff, everything or whatever. The guy, he could have like, you know what I mean? And stuff, they could have like impounded his car, yep. gave him a court date and like, you know what I mean? And stuff, yeah. everything like. Now um, you have to show up to court. Otherwise, you now, if you don't have your option to show up to court and you don't show up, now you're, you can get arrested. Give him that option. Just to, yeah, I yeah, agree. It's like, yeah. I, don't, I don't understand. It just seems like a humiliating effect, like, you know, and stuff, everything for people to be arrested for like these situations and stuff, everything where you're not really like harming anyone. I got arrested. I got arrested for being in a hotel room with 30 other people and 10 of them are underage and it was a college party. Now for me to spend the night in jail seems to be a little excessive. If you say for a 20, so for someone who's legal to drink, right? First of all, who brought their own alcohol. I I was limited to a six pack. That was it. I was going to be in and out. And to have to take the punishment for 20 other people that I did not know 
So, and I and listen, there was a year of courts and money and thousands of dollars and lawyers and probation and drug court and alcohol uh, AA meetings and stuff for being a 21-year-old at a college party. So, for what I went through, I understand that. It's a little excessive. It, it, for what, and if they're doing that for people who are doing other stuff, Seems to be a waste of the states and federal government's funding for getting. Why aren't we getting the drug dealers and murderers off the streets? Why are we dealing with these fucking people? Yeah, you know, and like, you know, um, yeah I've, I've been arrested 22 times and stuff, everything. And like, um, most of those arrests, though, like, are for like, you know, not showing up to court for like, yeah. you know, like, you know, like bullshit, like, you know, and stuff, everything. Like, I um, was walking on, so like, I was walking on the median once when I was in the military and stuff, everything, and they gave me a ticket for like, you know what I mean? As far as like, um, walking on a median, yeah, everything or whatever. I was like, like that, yeah. fuck I left, I left California. It was like, you know what I mean? And stuff, everything. I totally forgot about this. And then like one day and stuff, everything like the police got called on me and stuff, everything, uh, nothing had happened and stuff, everything like, you know, and stuff, everything they, but like they saw that I had that warrant. So I ended up getting arrested for that. But like, Stupid you know what I mean? And stuff, everything gets... Yeah. <laughs> it all like, snowballs, you know, right? Because you're like, you one thing and yeah. another thing. It's like, how many people have a ticket in South Carolina and they can't drive to anymore, right? Being, yeah. And they got it years ago before it was on a database. And God forbid they get pulled over now. And that ticket probably happened 30... I have a friend who can't... He can't... Uh, ever, we know, we can't drive through a certain state because he got a ticket when he was in the military many moons ago. So yeah. we were driving somewhere. It's a, it's a, it's impeccative that you don't get pulled over. Because you want him to go for a fine that he had, you know, three decades and, ago. And, you know, the, the mess up thing is, like, I really try to take care of that. Uh, like, you know, I I went to the courthouse, but I had lost the ticket. Yeah. And, like, you know what I mean? And stuff, everything I was telling him, and the lady was telling me, like, she couldn't find it. And so, like, you know what I mean? And stuff, everything. So you don't know just, if it exists at that point. It's like. Yeah, oh. yeah. It's like, you know what I mean? I just, like, forgot about it. Like, you know what I mean? And stuff, everything or whatever. And, like, um. You know, but like, you know, and stuff, everything like now I've kind of been like, you know, after like, you know, I mean, those experiences and stuff, realizing and stuff, everything like, man, yeah, you know, I try to handle like that stuff and everything and not be uh, involved in those situations and stuff, everything. And, exactly. you know, um, I was on probation and stuff, everything. So like, I'm actually like excited, you know what I mean? And stuff, everything, because I just got like from my probation officer that I'm eligible to get off probation. So to be finished with all that stuff, man. And, it, I remember when I got off probation, it was like, it was the day before Thanksgiving. And I went there, sat in court all day, and then go to the judge, you explain your case, you ask, they, you know, the whole, why should I be off, all this stuff. And then they say, all right, you're good. It's like, whew. And you weren't, like, locked up or anything. You know, you, you yeah. do whatever the hell you wanted to, right? But at the end of the day, it was just like, well, I don't have to worry about that other thing where, like, God forbid I get pulled over for something. Now they're running my name, and then that pops up. You know what I mean? Now yeah, it's like, yeah. what kind of per You know, now you escalate the situation unnecessarily because they, they think you're some kind of rogue criminal, right? But there was some, some, some <laughs> fucking parking ticket you got in trouble for or something like that. Yeah, so yeah. I know exactly how you feel. Trust me. It's a sucky situation. But uh, it doesn't look like uh, Michi's going to join us. I haven't seen him pop up, uh, so maybe we'll get him next week or whatever like that. But yeah, uh, sure. but it was a good show, and we talked to uh, Aria, Aria. All I can think of is the, is the hotel in uh, Las Vegas, the Aria. It's great cause it's a great hotel. Yeah, it's, I, yeah, that's a, a nice view I've seen. I know exactly what you're talking about, yeah. And her, her husband, good for him. I give him props for encouraging her to join the profession. I mean, that never happens. Yeah, yeah. But your, your wife was like, you know, Ryan, I think you should do porn. 
<laughs> like, what am I, Candy Camera or something like this? <laughs> you're looking around, you're like, what? Oh, man. But it was a good show. Um, anything you want to plug for the end of this episode? Oh, man. Uh, everybody just go on uh, thepaggy.com and check out, like, you know, my recent blogs. I got some good stuff up there. And, uh, like, you know, see you guys next week. Hell yeah. And he, uh, Adam was with us early. He left early, but he's on the Whirlwind Potato on YouTube. And, of course, thepaggy.com. Check all that stuff, and also check out the Wicked Explorers. My wife, my sons, our uh, travel vlog. It's a very adventurous. But uh, Ryan, until uh, next week, we'll see you then. So uh, have a good week, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.